Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. Uh-uh. Yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'm excited about our show topic this morning. Because, one, it is a conversation that is going to explain a lot of things that's happening in the new city of South Fulton. I love new beginnings. It's an opportunity to start fresh. It's an opportunity to lay the groundwork. And it's an opportunity to set the platform of what's about to happen. And that's what's going on in the city of South Fulton. And here with me in the cafe is a woman who was campaigning for a counseling position. This woman, known as Dr. Catherine Fosterall, is campaigning for this position, and her information is on her website, which is at electfosterall.com. And that's www.electfoster, last name R-O-W-E-L-L, Com. And I really want you to go to her website because she has a lot of information about uh, what her history has been. I mean, her resume is impeccable. Uh, she has the vision. Uh, her tagline is working hard for you. And I want you to go there and, and so that you can get some background information about uh, Dr. Catherine Fosterell and what she plans to do uh, for our community. And also you can get information about uh, things that she's participated in the past. Because what I want to do is spend the next 30 minutes of the show talking about where she's going and what her vision is. So don't forget to visit her website to learn more about her and what she's done in the past in the Atlanta area and so that you can take that information and parallel it to what we're going to talk about this morning on the show. So let me welcome and bring to the platform Dr. Catherine Foster Good morning, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Soy. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm excited to share my platform. Oh, I I, I am excited, and I know that the listeners are going to be uh, um, blessed as well when they hear the message that you want to share. So, but before we get started, uh, what I like to do is is, is talk about my morning beverage, in which I am definitely a heavy coffee drinker. <laughs> I love a hot uh, morning beverage in the morning. I think it kind of, I think it's good for the soul. It kind of soothes you. It relaxes me. So do you partake in a, in a morning beverage in the morning when you get up and start your day? Not every day, but I, I do. I, I like apple cider. Oh, oh, you're one of those healthy people. Mm-hmm. So do you take it in a teaspoon? <laughs> no, I I actually hot uh, apple cider, not not. Not the vinegar. Not the okay. <laughs> not not the brag. 
<laughs> Some people are using the brag, and they say it cures headaches, it settles your stomach, it does all kind of things, but, but you like some hot apple cider. So that's good. You know, that they say that we should wake up in the morning and drink water, you know, that our body is fasting and, and not having liquids, and, and I'm told that in the morning we should wake up and, and drink um, water with lemon. That's also a good cleansing thing, too. So, now that you had your cider and I'm sipping on my um, caramel macchiato, we'll have some coffee talk. How about that? I'm ready for it. All right. You're ready All for right. it. All right. So, cousin, I had an opportunity to visit your website, and I was quite intrigued. Believe you can, and you're halfway there. I love that. I love that. Where Where do you see yourself in that saying? Believe well, you can, and you're halfway there. I think that that quote really speaks to kind of how we got to where we are today. You know, a lot of people didn't believe that the yes vote would be successful. One, they turned to what had happened in the past back in 2006 and, you know, had lost, you know, contact with what, what the people were saying in the community. We've had a tremendous amount of growth in unincorporated South Fulton County, particularly between like 2010 and 2014. Our mm-hmm. area had roughly about 10, 10% growth, and, every, you know, that kind of growth hadn't been seen throughout the county. And so it was new faces, people wanted to hear new ideals, and wanting to bring amenities to the community. So I think it starts with our effort to how we got to a yes vote, but it's also um, a motivator for me in this campaign that it's important mm-hmm. for me to touch the people, deliver my message, and, and, and we're halfway there. All right. All right. Now, you you also share um, information on your website about your platform, and I've had an opportunity to come out and hear you speak, and and as you share what your vision is, I see that you're very passionate about it, uh, and you're convicted in what you believe. So let's spend a few minutes, if we can, to talk about what your platform is and what it uh, identifies on your website. And what I heard you say was that uh, your focus is public safety, health and well-being, economic development, and government transparency, and fiscal responsibility. Yes. So can we spend a few minutes breaking those down for for the listeners so that they can get a better sense of what your focus is? Yes. So specifically as it relates to public safety, I think it's, it's you know, it's been a hot topic that we've heard in the community on the news about some of the recent um you know, slider activities when people have been um, victimized at the gas stations. Well, one solution that I know that I can focus on um, in the city council seat is that we can make sure we put more officers on the street. We have had such growth in unincorporated South Fulton County, now the city of South Fulton, that, um, one, we're an area that's very spread out. We are roughly 107 square miles. And based on our population, we should have about um, 50 more officers. Best practice basically says you should have two officers per per 1,000 people. So we're roughly about 50 officers off of that. And so one of the things that we need to prioritize is making sure that um, as we think about how we're going to use our our local sales action tax is to hire more officers. And so... We know roughly to put an officer on the street is about $100,000. So if we 
go up to full capacity to get to what's the ideal number. You're talking roughly $5 million. And so um, that's one of the things that I'll be supporting and advocating for. Another thing that I think is really important, um, Fulton County in recent, recently uh, got really engaged with launching its police athletically to promote positive engagement between law enforcement and our youth. I think that's really important because too often we hear on the news about the negative interactions with police. And I think if you start introducing youth to positive interactions with our law enforcement, that can subside some of that. And we want, you know, our our officers engaged in our community with our young people on an ongoing basis. And so we, we can um, curb juvenile delinquency. And again, they may also see that as an opportunity for them in terms of a career path. So I think it's really important that we look at that. And thirdly, currently um, our special service district has roughly about um, 139 active um, officers and investigators in total. We need to make sure those employees, as well as the current employees in the special service district, come over to the new city. It's not a given that that happens. Mm -hmm. And so we all need to make sure that we have a competitive benefits package that is attractive to them so that when they leave the county, that they, in fact, will want to come to the city of South Fulton. Um, because, as you know, um, attracting police officers is difficult in this current climate. And mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that the officers who have been serving us for the last 10 years continue to serve us. They're already familiar with our residents and our community. And, you know, many of our areas are, have a rural feel to them. I mean, you, you really okay. have to know how to navigate around South, unincorporated South Fulton County, our new city of South Fulton. And so we don't want to lose that talent bank. So those are just some of the things in terms of public safety, along with uh, making sure we have pub public safety programs that also respond to the adults in the community as well. I know one of the things I looked at when I was thinking about, you know, what we could bring to our city, I saw that Sandy Springs has some very engaging programs to make mm -hmm. sure that um, community-oriented public safety programs were available in terms of law enforcement, um, having workshops for child safety and self-defense, teen driving, first aid and CPR. We can bring that gun safety. Those are all things that I think our residents would benefit from, and so I would want us to bring those same kind of programming to our city. Okay. Interesting, interesting. And, and what about health and well-being? What, what are your uh, visions for that aspect? Well, one of the things I, I can say, particularly in District 1, um, and really across um, particularly a number of the communities, we have people who have been very engaged in, in the process with Fulton County. You know, um, some of the first overlay districts in the county came out of this, you know, the Cascade overlay district. So people took good pride in wanting to put some standards in place for what they wanted to see in their community. And I want to make sure we maintain that. Um, They've done great work. We need to continue that. We make sure that code enforcement is, remains a top priority. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we don't want that broken glass syndrome where we see blight in our neighborhood and we don't address it. And so okay. code enforcement is going to be an area that I want us to continue to focus on. And then we also need to make sure that our parks are um, have a lot of active 
programming for our young people and seniors and adults. Um, you know, Sandtown Park is probably one of the best utilized parks um, in the new city. And so it's time for us to do some beautification and some upgrades mm-hmm. in the in the park um, because they are very well utilized. So that, for me, is very important. And we can look at grants to support that, not just dependent on our tax dollars, but we can mm-hmm. be creative in terms of making sure we establish some apart, uh, partnerships that will allow us to make investments in those parks. Oh, okay. Look, I'm as a resident and citizen in this committee, I was thinking about that because when you mentioned the, the beautification, I was already had made notes about the $5 million for the police officers to come back to that. So I'm glad you mentioned about the grants and, and that um, all of these uh, increases and benefits that will be coming or hope to come to the city that it's not all about taxes being increased. So what, what other, as we transition into economic development, which we'll kind of get into, um, more funding kinds of questions. What do you see uh, for us according to your vision? Well, one of the things I, I experience driving and walking the neighborhood and talking to residents, we have a large uh, senior population, not just in District 1, but across the across the city. And so it's going to be really important that we respond to the needs of, of residents. Just to give you an idea, um, roughly about 40% of the housing stock in the new city of South Fulton was built before 1979. And while a lot of people can point to all the new subdivisions and growth that we've had across our city, we also can't forget the people who are here first. And um, so our seniors are, you know, at a point where they may be on a fixed income and unable to make major improvements and beautification to their homes. It's important that we tap federal dollars to be able to do that. When we became a city, we now have the opportunity to draw down federal funds directly. Um, one of those funding sources is the Community Development Block Grant Fund. There are also home funds and a number of other programs and federal dollars that are available to us that weren't available before we in- incorporated. And so I see using those funds to make sure that seniors can get um, home improvement grants to make improvements on their home. We all benefit from that to make sure that we keep the aesthetics of our community high. And so, um, you know, we want to we wanna make sure our seniors have what they need because they, mm-hmm. they want to stay in their homes, and we want to make that, that comfortable for them. And we want to make sure our community, again, stays aesthetically beautiful. beautiful. Awesome, awesome. And, and, and thinking about and, and speaking about aesthetics and keeping things beautiful, I think everyone, even though that the listeners who may not live in our immediate area, I'm sure everyone is familiar with Camp Creek Parkway. And that has been a hot topic in terms of what's going to happen to Camp Creek Parkway when we think about economic development and, and utilizing funds and bringing revenue and things like that into to the city. What what are some of the things that are being talked about in terms of the vision for Camp Creek Parkway? You know, um, I've, I've heard some conversations around Camp Creek Parkway, um, you know, and particularly, um, you know, the Atropolis project that is coming and how that's going to spur economic development in South Fulton County. Not only are they talking about Camp, uh, Camp Creek Parkway, but South Fulton Parkway. Um, but a, a lot of people don't realize the majority of that sits in Union City. 
And so, again, as we think about it, it will be really important that we work closely with all the municipalities around us because although we are now the biggest city, just to give you an idea of size, if you take East Point, College Park, Fairburn, and Adam all together, they're not as big as our new city. And Wow. Exactly. So it's really important that we um, foster a positive relationship with our neighboring municipalities. And so that our our, our plans about um, economic development, they have a lot of synergy, and they're working in conjunction with what those municipalities are doing. And so one of the things um, I've heard um, in terms of what residents care about, of course we want resident uh, restaurants and other amenities in our community. We want to make sure we're not pulling, um, you know, clients or um, consumers from those restaurants that might be um, supporting Camp Creek Marketplace. So I hope we attract some different kind of restaurants and different kind of um, service providers, if you will, so that mm-hmm. there's balance um, and to make sure that we don't overdevelop our community. Now, can I, this, this is a this is a soy in the community question. So, what what? Because I'm getting questions on, on Facebook, and I've gotten questions from the community. People emailed me questions and Facebook and inbox. I appreciate you you offer that, and we'll try to and try to get to those. But um, here's a question for me: What what could we do in our community that would attract um, maybe some of the high end or some of the nice commercialized? Um, Stores or, or, or businesses that will want to come. Well, what is it that, that that we would do to attract that kind of attention for them to be interested in setting up or establishing their businesses here? Well, one, I think we have to tell our story a lot different than it's currently being told now. So one of the things that um, you know we should be touting is that fact that um, when you look at the top three largest segments of the population in our new city. The family forming age, roughly those individuals between 20 and 44, they make up the lion's share of our population. And so if we are trying to attract developers who are looking for that target, we need to make sure that we're highlighting that. Um, So when you think about families in that age, they want to make sure that they have outlets for kids. We have very little in this community outside of what's been offered through Food and County Parks and Recreation for our kids. Unfortunately, we have to go to Fayetteville or Douglasville. And so I think, again, rebranding ourselves um, and making sure we're highlighting those statistics that would be attractive for certain kind of businesses to come into our area. And so um, when I talk about the fact that, you know, we know that in terms of our average um, household income, it's roughly $91,430. That should be attractive to anybody. One of the things people have highlighted, in fact, is, well, what about our mean income? Our mean income is 56642 What a big disparity. Well, one thing that people need to uh, know is that, while uh, two-parent household families is the number one segment of our population across the city, the second largest group are single individuals. I didn't say single-family-headed households, single individuals. So that, mm-hmm. when you look at that, that gives a different perspective to that mean income being 56000 That is likely driven and, you know, driving that number right there. So one of the things that shows that, the families 
and the individuals living in our community, they, in fact, have disposable income. And so those are the, we, we have to change our message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I was thinking that there are people who um, live in, in South Fulton that very much have businesses and practices in other counties in which they drive to. You know, there's a lot of physicians and, and other kinds of um, people who are self-employed and who drive to, to Roswell or, or to other parts of, of Atlanta uh, to, to to work every day in which they, they own the company. Will, will there be any tax benefits or perks for, for people living in the community to, to establish their businesses here? Soy, thanks for asking me that question about small business. In terms of tax incentives, I can't say what the city council and mayor want to do, but one of the things I want to advocate for is to make sure that we incubate small businesses. You know, when I talk to residents across the district, we want more amenities, restaurants, basic services so that we don't have to go outside of our neighborhoods to get them. You know, it's not atypical that people are, you know, traveling as far as Sandy Springs, Fayetteville, um, you know, to get basic services. So, as you know, right behind CVS, we have um, office spaces that could be ideal for incubating small businesses. The city could put that kind of investment in place and allow small business to occupy space for a year to 18 months so that they can focus on growing and growing their business. And while they're doing that, they can make sure they, they have a solid foundation and they can generate the revenue so that they'll be able to move into other commercial space within our city. And so I see that as an opportunity we can do as a city to support small businesses coming into our community. And so um, that's something I would very much support. Is that one of the things that you feel is like a major need for South Fulton? Well, one of the things that I think is, you know, just, in the last two weeks, I, I met a small business owner who happens to live in the Cascade Hills community. He has a complete um, picture framing business in the area, right in his home. And I was like, wow, you know. Um, so, you know, he gets his business word of mouth and referral, but his business could grow significantly by being in a commercial space that's getting traffic driven to his actual storefront. And so I think there is a opportunity to grow businesses that are currently right in our footprint right now, but they need to be, you know, they need to be nurtured and incubated so that they can grow and expand. You know, instead of him being the primary person, he may be able to hire additional stuff that helps create jobs. So I think that's important because, you know, the lifeline of any community is a small business. If they can grow and expand, I think that that's significant. I mean, I think that deals with some of the basic services. I think there's also the opportunity for us to partner with other development agencies. We certainly should make sure that we're working with the Georgia Economic Development um, Agency. They help attract businesses that want to come to Georgia. And so we have all this commercial space on the periphery of our city, which hopefully Blood Industrial will eventually come into our city. We need to make sure that we're having – uh, working with that agency to get those incentives that are available to the state to get them to come to our city. And right now, on their current list of industrial sites, on the state site, not one of them um, that's from our area. And we have the biggest industrial uh, site in the state, Fulton Industrial. We need to take advantage of that. 
And so, you know, I know Representative Roger Bruce is working to bring foot and industrial into our city. We should all be supporting that. That's only going to make us stronger as a community and as a city. Well, it does sound like you have done your homework <laughs> in terms of economic development and, and identifying where things are. Uh, it sounds like you have definitely done your homework in that aspect. You, you've been in this community for quite some time. Uh, how long have you been involved or engaged in, in activities throughout South Fulton? I'm an 18-year resident of the community. I've been in unincorporated for 18 years, and before that I was right in District 10 um, in our neighboring city of Atlanta before I came there for five years. So I've been in the area for a very long time in terms of being involved directly in our community. I currently serve as a school governance council chair at Aphila Randolph. I'm involved with the Randolph Girl Scouts and the PTA. So I've been involved with them for the last seven years. So my work in community didn't start with this campaign and it won't end with it. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm vested and I, I want the very best for it for our community. Well, I appreciate you being on the show and sharing that information uh, with me. Uh, can we tap a little bit into the fiscal responsibility before we close out the show? Sure. One of the things I think is really important is government transparency. You know, it's hard to get people engaged generally in government. Sometimes it's not the most exciting topic, but I think because we're a newer city, we need to work really hard to push up information to residents so they understand what's going on. I commit um, as a city council person to make sure um, on my website that we're constantly sharing information about what's going on. And I actually would like us to, um, a number of cities are using, you know, technology to push information to citizens. And so they have various apps. I want the city of South Fulton to have an app. So we're pushing information out to citizens. And we're also figuring out those city services that can be done from our smartphones. Um, and that'll be attractive. You know, people are busy and they're trying to balance work, work and life. And so we also want them engaged in the government process. I think the easier we make it for them, the more likely they are to be engaged. And so that's something I'm going to um, support, looking at what kind of technological innovations we can bring to our city um, and to make sure we, we're keeping them in the loop about what's going on. Good answer. Good answer. I, I'm telling you, this, this interview has been so enlightening for me. I feel more knowledgeable. I feel like I understand your, your campaign more um, just by hearing you. So I appreciate this interview, and I'm wishing you the best as you go out there and, and fight for us. So thank you for being on the show and being in the cafe with me today. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and is there anything else you want to say to our citizens of South Fulton before we exit? I would like to say, no matter where you stood on whether we should become a city or not, everybody deserves a seat at the table, and everybody should be engaged in this process. So I'm going to encourage residents across the city of South Florida and District 1 to tune in and engage. Listen to the city council candidates and mayors. Make sure that they're going deep on the issues and you know, because we all have a stake. We all have to make sure we choose the leaders correctly as we sit down um, our first city council and our leadership. But I believe I'm the candidate for District 1, and I would love your vote on March 21st to be your first city councilwoman. Early voting starts February 27th and runs through March 21st. 
please be engaged. Thank you. You've heard it from Dr. Catherine Foster-Roll, campaigning for the position of City of Council of District 1 of the new City of South Fulton. I just love this show. Coffee Talk with Soy, that is your new morning show. Well, Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's now available by iTunes or Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected by visiting the website www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com as well as looking for us on your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs>